ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. (laughs) Check this out. On this podcast, what we're going to talk about is sex. Uh, To be more specific, we're going to talk about popular myths about sex. Um, Now, as I normally say before uh, I talk about sex on this podcast, uh, if you're easily offended, if you haven't had sex in a while, uh, you might want to turn this one off. Uh, It's going to be kind of funny and it may be a little graphic for your ears. But if you're just a straight up freak, keep listening. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) um, I guess when you look at the title, you know, popular myths about sex, you would think that given the information that we have today in society, uh, that the myths pretty much would be squashed by now. Um, But I guess. I understand it to a small degree. And the reason why I say that is because um, for some people, sex isn't something that's easily talked about. Uh, I know even being a parent now of teenage boys, you know, you got to have the talk. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, I'm pretty sure I'll have to have the sex talk with my daughter uh, you know, probably a lot sooner than I would like, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's the way of the world. And I mean, you really can't hide sex from kids to be honest, uh, or adults for that matter, because, you know, you can turn on the radio, you'll hear sexual references and music. You can turn on TV, you'll see it in TV. And of course we're all walking around with, you know, pockets, dictionaries and pocket, you know, internet in our pocket, basically. And so, you know, you have access to everything. So you don't necessarily need uh, to wait on a conversation of the birds and the bees because kids have it all at their fingertips. All they need to do is press a button. Oh, how I wish I could just press a button back in the day. But no, you know, we had to resort to uh, <laughs> black tail hustler, <laughs> uh, black rabbit. Um, what was some of the other uh, nudie magazines back in the day? Um, but you get my point. So it was, uh, you know, again, sex is not something that uh, people tend to talk about uh, per se. But they will. But there are a lot of myths out there. And I think when you, you know, kind of take a a look at the landscape, you'd be surprised at how many myths that there still are, again, given with the information that we actually have at our fingertips. So I was doing some reading, as I always am. And uh, I was reading something online and came across this link which led me to another link, which led me to another link that, you know, and I saw the headline, you know, myths about sex. So I was like, you know what? That might not be bad for the podcast because <laughs> I found it thoroughly entertaining. Um, but one of the things that stood out to me and, and 
one of the authors made a great point in the article that, you know, myths wouldn't be a thing if we made accurate information about sex and sexuality, for that matter, accessible to young people. Uh, You know, so there's a lot of confusion as far as young people go. But you'd be surprised. There are more than a few adults who are (laughs) still under the wrath of these myths. So what I want to talk about on the podcast is, you know, some of the myths that they actually discussed. Uh, And these are in no particular order. First myth that they discussed. The quote, you can't get pregnant if. (laughs) Now, I, I really chuckle when I read that for the first time. And the reason being is because. When I was a teenager, (laughs) back in the day, I used to hear that a lot. Man, you can't get pregnant if dot, dot, dot. Well, the reality is you probably can. Or can you? It just depends. Um, So they had a list of things that they, you know, described in the article. Here's what I know. And, And I speak as someone who miraculously has four kids, but I've only had sex once in my life. Keep that in mind. (laughs) But I digress. (laughs) Uh, One thing I do know, if there's a penis and there's a vagina and the penis ejaculates semen into the vagina, mm, there's a chance of pregnancy. I know this for sure. (laughs) That's not an if. Um, But like one of the things that talked about was uh, one of the myths. You can't get pregnant if you have floating semen in a pool or a hot tub. So banging in the pool or the hot tub is safe. No. (laughs) Here's the thing. You if you have semen in the water. No, you're not going to, it's not going to swim its way into the vagina, up the tubes (laughs) and knock you up. So no, for those of you listening, you can't get pregnant from floating semen in a pool or a hot tub. And I know that most of you listening know this already, but there's probably a few of you by show of hands, raise your hand. Who probably didn't know that. (laughs) Um, Oh. Oral sex. A.K.A. What that mouth do. (laughs) No. Ingesting sperm cannot lead to pregnancy. So. If you want to (laughs) swallow. Go ahead. Go ahead with your bad self. (laughs) Uh, I was once told on my other show, the 12 Kyle radio show back in the day that spitters are for quitters. I don't know what that means, but hey, you know, rock on with your bad self. Um, (laughs) Again, I've only had sex once, so I don't know. Um, If someone ejaculates anywhere except in or very close to the vagina, you can get pregnant. No. Sperm can't, you know, 
jump on a skateboard and ride up your leg into the vagina and get you pregnant. No, it has to be inside. It can't be outside. It can't be on the side. It can't be on the leg, on the back. <laughs> it's not going to, you know, catch a skateboard to the cervix, if you will. Um, you can't get pregnant if there's pre-cum. Okay, now what is pre-cum? Pre-cum is the small amounts of ejaculate that a man can emit during sex, but before ejaculation. Now, this does not contain sperm. So getting pregnant from pre-cum is possible, but highly unlikely. You know, and if you're not strapped, if you're having unprotected sex and a man doesn't ejaculate in the vagina, you probably won't get pregnant. But if there's some pre-cum, there is a chance. Pulling out method without a condom. <laughs> some of you guys out there, you pull out game. You think your pull out game is strong, but you got to count them strokes. <laughs> got to count them strokes, bro. Uh, but yeah, if there's pre-cum, there is a chance. It's not likely, but there's a chance that, you know, you could get her pregnant. Now, the flip side, uh, you can get pregnant if you have sex in the shower or in a jacuzzi. Yeah. Water and heat and chlorine doesn't wash out sperm. So if you're going raw, <laughs> if you're going raw and, you know, you're inside her. Yeah, there's a possibility that you can get her pregnant. Um, oh, man. <laughs> I heard this one a lot growing up. If it's your first time, you can't get pregnant. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've had a couple people tell me that <laughs> when I was coming up. No, no, boo. It doesn't matter if it's your first time or your 50th time. Yeah, you you you, you can get pregnant. Um, What was another one I heard growing up? Um, Oh, if you're having sex on your period, you can't get pregnant. Bullshit. <laughs> you can get pregnant while having sex on your period. Now, personally, I don't get down like that. Some of y'all like to travel in muddy waters. You know, I don't know. Like I said, I've only had sex once, so this doesn't apply to me. But, you know, I kind of look at you guys sideways to go in muddy waters. But, hey, no, you can get her pregnant just because her period's on. Now, it's unlikely because ovulation usually occurs two weeks after your period. But it's very possible. Um, oh, this is another one I heard <laughs> growing up. If you stand up, you can't get her pregnant. <laughs> I don't know who came up with this shit. No, standing up doesn't have anything to do with getting somebody pregnant. You can be standing up and still get pregnant. I don't think, you know, conception matters whether or not you're laying down or standing up. And standing up does not make the semen seep out of her. It don't work like that. You know, if somebody, if a guy busts off in you, then he just busts off in you. <laughs> oh, oh, and taking a shower immediately after sex does not get rid of the sperm. I'm sorry. Uh, 
it doesn't work like that. So if you shower or wash after sex, doesn't mean that you won't get pregnant. I mean, honestly, you probably should shower or wash after sex, but I know some of you don't. <laughs> but I digress. Um, oh, another one I used to hear. If a girl has not had her first period that she cannot get pregnant, this is incorrect. Uh, that's because you ovulate for the first time for your first period. So if you have sex before your first period, there's a small chance, not a big one, but there's a small chance that you can get pregnant. And honestly, that's the bad bottom line. I mean, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Um, one other thing that they talked about in the article was uh, an unplanned pregnancy means that you'll be scarred for life. That is false. It's personal. Um, let me let you in on a little secret. There's a baby being born every day. <laughs> babies are born. Hundreds of thousands and millions of babies are being born every day. I would venture to say that most babies. I, it's, it'd be hard for me to put a percentage on it, but if just an estimated guess, I would guess that 90 percent of babies that are being born weren't planned. Honestly. They're not playing. Think about it. And and if you think I'm lying, when you finish this podcast, you know, if your parents are still alive, ask them, were you planned? Most of us weren't planned. <laughs> uh, again, I've only had sex once. I have four beautiful children. Ain't none of them was planned. <laughs> none of them. It was like, oops, you know, I guess. I don't know, but nah, and, I, and it was weird. Like I can actually remember the moments when I think they were conceived, but nah, nah, they weren't planned. Nobody, plan I mean, very few people plan to have a child. Some do, you know, and they keep trying it. And some of the, sometimes the best thing is just trying to have a kid. You know what I'm saying? But now nah, most people don't plan pregnancies. It just happens. And I mean, when you have two people that are together that are having sex, you know, you, you can get pregnant, <laughs> but yeah, don't feel bad about that. It's, it's, that's a personal thing. And yes, most people, most pregnancies aren't planned. So if you have, if you do get pregnant, don't feel bad. I mean, it's, it's not going to scar you for life. Being a parent is one of the most rewarding things that you can ever do. And I, I truly and truly believe that. Um, another myth that there's no male birth control. That's false. Um, uh, there is a male pill that is actually in the works. Um, and then, I mean, obviously one way as a man that you can, you know, uh, <laughs> that you can have birth control is to abstain. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, to each his own. You know, if you want to abstain, that's fine. Um, I'm not mad at you if you don't. Uh, another myth that condoms aren't effective. That's incorrect. Uh, condoms, when used properly, pop properly, excuse me, uh, I think are like 97, 98 percent effective from preventing pregnancy. Um, you also want to use them to obviously prevent STDs, sexually transmitted diseases, uh, but yeah, I mean, if you use it right, you probably won't knock her up. Uh, but 
you gotta use it right. <laughs> and you know, I some people just don't use them right. <laughs> and I mean, come on, let's keep it a buck. It it's really not that hard to use a condom, but there are people who don't know how to use them. And then of course there are those who say, "Man, I'm allergic to condoms. Man, they make me itch." Hey, man, good luck, buddy. <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, with condoms, what I would recommend is, you know, getting something that feels comfortable for you. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be brief on this this part. Getting something that's comfortable for you and something that fits you. I'll just leave it at that because, you know, I, I don't really feel comfortable talking about that. <laughs> but yeah, um, get something that fits. Get something that, you know, uh, you know, if there's a particular name brand that you like, you know, roll with that. Uh, you can't reuse condoms. I know I probably shouldn't say that, but there might be someone listening who doesn't know any better. But yeah, don't reuse them. Uh, one stop shop. <laughs> Use it. Throw it away. Um, doubling up. You can double up with a condom, meaning putting two condoms on, but I've never tried that before. Again, I've only had sex once, but here's the thing. I would think that that might do something to your circulation. (laughs) So doubling up sounds kind of painful to me, but hey, what do I know? I've only had it once. Um... Yeah. So, yeah, just use condoms. Um, What's another myth that they talk about? Uh, Oh, having HPV as a man is no big deal. That's false. Uh, HPV uh, is actually on the rise in men in this country. Um, And HPV is a virus that, you know, technically has no cure. And so if you're a man, it might not seem like a big deal, but it really is. Sometimes HPV can cause genital warts in both women and men. Um, but it's a virus that often you know, doesn't have any systems and there's no test. So there's no cure. So, you know, you really want to be careful about, you know, protecting yourself. Uh, one thing I would say to the men listening um, and the women as well. If a man learns that he has HPV, he should definitely tell his partners. Um, and that's whether or not he's had sex with women or men. Uh, HPV can cause cervical cancers and a rare case, you know, uh, anal and throat cancer. So, you know, you can get a vaccine, you know, but you definitely need to be tested for it. And you want to make sure that you let everybody know so that you can not only protect yourself, but protect those who you are sleeping with as well. Um, another myth, uh, hormonal birth control is bad for you. False. Is safe, but it's a personal choice. Now, you know, birth control varies from woman to woman. Uh, you know, <laughs> we used to joke uh, when I was in college about girls, you know, particularly freshman girls getting that what we call freshman 15, where a girl comes into school and maybe she comes into school at 110 pounds. But after her freshman year, she's up, you know, at 125. 
and she's picked up that 15 pounds. And part of that 15 pounds is that her mom and dad probably made her take birth control. Uh, and generally speaking, it tends to, and, and it depends again, depends on the woman. Um, there's weight gain sometimes. Uh, there's no evidence that, you know, the hormones will make you gain weight, but it's possible. Uh, in fact, there's some reports that you actually could lose weight by going under birth control. Um, there were myths that, you know, birth control could uh, increase your risk for breast cancer. Uh, from what I read, it's slightly increased risk of breast cancer, but I, I, I didn't see anything that linked the two together. Um, there was also a myth I know when I was coming up uh, that taking birth control pills would eventually harm your ability to get pregnant once you came off the pill. Uh, I have not found that to be true. Um, there's no evidence of that. I didn't see anything mentioned in the article about that, but that was a huge rumor and huge myth back in the day. Like if you got on the pill, it was going to be hard as hell for you to get pregnant after you got off the pill. Um, now one thing I do know just from talking to women and, you know, one of the side effects from the pill could be, you know, having an irregular uh, menstrual cycle. Uh, there are some women who take birth control pills to regulate their cycle. Some have more irregular cycle. It just depends. Um, the pill is, you know, it really just depends. I would recommend for any woman or young girl that is taking birth control to first and foremost consult your physician, your gynecologist, and go from there because every pill doesn't work for everybody. Um, you know, so you just kind of got to deal with it as it comes. Uh, another myth uh, <laughs> that teenagers are rabid sex monsters. This is incredibly false. Um, I think teenagers probably have about it. Teenagers probably don't have as much sex as we credit them for i mean take a guy like me when i was a teenager there was no sex again i only had sex once in my life <laughs> but um <laughs> but yeah it's and i think part of the that idea is you know we think these kids are you know going through these hormones and they're horny and all this kind of stuff and you know it's always been perpetuated in tv and movie and things of that nature but you know i think Will they experiment? Yeah, some will. But I think if you arm them with the knowledge, then they're less likely to, you know, kind of stray away from what it is that you've taught. I think a lot of times is parents just don't talk to their children about sex. So when they become teenagers, you know, it's something that's taboo and it's something that they try. Oh, well, you're going to do this. And, you know, you try to contain them. And then when the first minute that they get to be free, they go kind of buck wild, if you will. Um, you know, I, again, at South Carolina State University, where I went to school, I saw a lot of girls get dropped off by their parents freshman year. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, what I mean, it was, uh, you know, they they they. They were out of control because like their parents kept them under lock and key. And then you get all of this freedom and mom and dad are no longer around. So, yeah, I mean, it happens. So, um, 
but yeah nah it, it, teenagers aren't rabid sex monsters you know talking to them about sex will probably it'll probably lessen their curiosity i think because you've taken it off the table as far as something that's being taboo i can't begin to tell you guys how many people when i had my uh internet show the 12 radio show how many people when we would talk about sex would say well hey my parents never talked to me about sex and these and these people were grown imagine being grown and your parents have never talked to you about sex and you're grown married with kids <laughs> but i digress um another myth women and men have sexual peaks at different ages this is false there's no such thing as a sexual peak according to this article uh there's no biological determinant on age uh you know it's been said that women in their 30s have reached their sexual peak not necessarily um it just depends on the person to be honest uh some people peak sexually early some people peak sexually late some people have a plateau and they stay on that plateau for a while it just depends it really just depends I would venture to say that you probably should ask the person that you're sleeping with before you assume. That'll probably save you a lot of confusion. So, yeah. Um, and the last myth that they talked about was uh, consent is just about sex. Um, no, that's false. Consent is a topic that translates to many areas of life. I think... You have to make sure that the person that you're having sex with has consented to it. You don't make any assumptions. And I know a lot of times we tend to hear stories about, well, she was drunk and I was drunk. And so this happened. When you're under the influence of alcohol, you know, a lot of times people leave things up to interpretation, but that should never be the case. Uh, sex should always be consensual. Even between husband and wife, it should be consensual. It should never be, you know, let me get mine <laughs> or I'm horny. I want it. No, 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 no. It don't work like that, player. Um, and I think that's something that we should teach our sons and daughters at an early age. Uh, it has to be consensual. Um, there are two parties involved, so they both should be consenting to sex. Uh, and I came up in an era where looking back on it now, uh, sexual assault and rape culture were very, very prevalent. And people were never admonished for the shit that they did. Like... It's a lot of foul stuff that happened to people. It's a lot of foul stuff that, that happened to women, I should say. And, you know, guys just kind of passed it on like it was the thing to do. Nah, but it's not. And we have to make sure that we let the younger women know that that's not what's supposed to happen. And more importantly, let the young men know that, no, that's, this is not to be tolerated. Just because she's drunk doesn't mean that you try to take advantage of her. Which, again, when I was in college in the 90s, that seemed to be the thing. Get her drunk 
and anything can happen. No, it doesn't work like that. Because, again, if she's drunk and you're drunk, how do you know that you both consented to sex? And ultimately, no means no. I know we talk about the, the Me Too era and people get, you know, people get get a little little spicy when that when you start talking about that, particularly men. Right. Men get a little spicy when you start talking about Me Too. And one thing I'll say about the Me Too movement and the Me Too era. When you start talking about it, take a survey of the room. The men who are normally guilty are the most uncomfortable people talking about it. Why? Because maybe they've got some skeletons in their closet. It's easy for me to talk to. I've never, I mean, honestly, never, never had sex with someone, you know, and it's not been consensual. I want it to be consensual because I don't need nobody being somewhere and doing something that they don't want to do. And this is the message that I've spread to my sons as well. You know, you get the okay first. I don't care if you but booty naked and she says no she says no get up put your clothes on and chill i don't care if you in the fifth stroke if she says no get up put your clothes on and chill that's the way it's got to be and i think we'll be better served when we tell and teach and instill in our young men that that's what it is Because for far too long, we've let a lot of stuff slide and it's time out for that. Just keeping it real. So, yeah, those are the myths about sex. I hope that you all have learned something. Um, As always, feel free to hit me up in the comments section. I'm all ears. (laughs) That's going to do it for me. So thanks for checking out the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.